Welcome to Project Comedy, a podcast by and for military veterans doing stand-up comedy, turning military banter into quality stand-up comedy acts. We might be veterans, but our comedy aims to get everybody laughing. Turn on the news, pick up a paper, hell, just try and live life at the moment and there's not much to laugh about. If it's not the cost of living crisis, it's the war in Ukraine. Politics just makes you want to puke, and every day there's another reported attack on someone. So comedy is essential to keep the horrors of the world at bay. In fact, can you turn the horrible stuff that happens every day into something lighthearted? Think of it as community service. We all have to face nasty things, so when we encounter them, could we enable people to have some levity and take the sting out of it? To find that out, I'm joined by Gabriel Murphy, the man that put pitch black into dark humour, and I'm Jay Saunders, the man whose assistance dog is far better house trained than I am. How you doing, mate? Hey, I will never get bored in your introductions of me. I still enjoy doing it. Hey, mate, pitch black is a belt and film. <laughs> oh, mate, the number of times I've watched it. The number of times I've watched it. Gas film. Gas film. Um, as, I, as I said in the intro, mate, um, it's a depressing time for everybody at the moment. I think that's why I really enjoy having my comedy and even just putting something on the telly. And I think the pair of us, we've ended up, um, I'm the ambassador group, we've ended up turning our own personal dark, horrible moments into humour. I mean, I, um, the first half of my... 10 minute, one of my 10 minutes sets is about living with PTSD and finding the funny in it. And you've dropped in gags about your PTSD. Oh, sorry. Does that really help you or is it? I, I, I honestly think it has helped me a lot. Um, and I think the suicidal gig, you know, gags that I've done, you yeah. know, it, it, it really has kind of lightened it a lot because. And I think this sort of relates in, in a little bit, like if anyone's ever watched Inside by Bo Burnham, you know, he, he touches on it quite a hefty lot. Yeah. And I, I think, I honestly think that, you know, if you, if you can make a, a light of something, it lightens the load of the person who's saying it, you know. Absolutely. Because the golden rule there, suicides for quitters. Well, yeah. And I mean, if you share life, you know, do it. <laughs> the one you threw at me was when we were yeah. talking about how many attempts I had, suicide attempts I had, and then you asked me how many gigs I'd had. I went, fucking hell, mate, you're better at comedy than suicide. Yeah. I am. You're going to have to crack on, crack on with something that you're good at, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, you know, and going off, going off my, my, my experiences, I mean, like, my PTSD mainly become, comes from my two best friends that I've ever had um, committing suicide. And yeah. um, uh, I say I say committing suicide. You shouldn't say committing suicide. It should be. It's, it's a bit of a, a bit of thing. Su- successfully really performing suicide. Suicide because uh, com- committing su- suicide was back in the days when it was technically illegal. You know, back in the days when it was illegal to be gay. So if if you if you took your own life, you got buried in the prison, and that was the reason why you committed 
suicide. You, yeah. you know, and and you were invoked into the prison for all all eternity. You know, which, on whichever realm of existence you wish to believe in. But um, yeah, my my two friends, my two friends who killed themselves. Um, I made a joke out of one of them because uh, there was the whole thing about like stringing yourself up. You know, the the army's the army's idea of like um, post traumatic care or or something like that was was to make sure that you had a, a sturdy bar in your, in your wardrobe. It's such yeah. a sick joke. I fucking it, love it's it. It's very, it's very dark. <laughs> that is one of my darkest jokes that it, I do. Um, and the other one that follows up is when you did the, um, when you had to play the enemy as an Irishman, and who yeah. would have thought the IRA gave you better aftercare than the MOD? That yeah. is fucking and beautiful. And if fairness, they did because you know the. <laughs> You know, and and the the joy of the joy of that one is that the soldiers cared more about the soldiers than the MOD did. Yeah, and and I honestly think that that will that will go on in life. Through you know, no matter what happens, I think the the soldiers are the only ones who actually care for the soldiers. And I think this takes us into the fact that there's there's nothing you can't have humour with. There is this so-called woke brigade. This so-called cancel culture and what have you there is all you can always find a way to tell a joke about it and some of these subjects we're going to be covering today you can tell jokes about them it's your intent that is the most important thing Sorry. um it, it's not just the you know the way you deliver the line and what have you what are you trying to say um yeah. are you you're not making light of people taking suicide it's actually trying you know that is a beautiful moment of dark humor of Oh fucking hell! Yeah, let's compare and contrast what's actually happening here, and you can do that with any subject that comes along. Yeah, it's like um, Jimmy Carr's one about like pedophilia, isn't it? It's like uh, yeah, and he and he go. I I love the way how he sets it up, and he's like, oh, if you're a person of colour, you can you can joke about race. If you if you're a homosexual, you can joke about sexuality. So there's. Two paedophiles in a bar. Yeah, I forget, I forget, I forget the setup of it. But you know, it's it's brilliant. Like how he is. Well, let, let, right, let's jump jump into a couple of those because um, this is one of the things I love about uh, the comedy circuit. You run into people from every every walk of life, yeah. and it's made you go. Do you know what? I've heard their material and their struggles. I'm going to start introducing some of their struggles into my set from the other side because you know it's a horrible world we live in people shouldn't have to live through things like that um homophobia as two straight men allegedly from my case i mean i can't be straight if i'm not doing anything Um, (laughs) as as straight as the navy can get you (laughs) (laughs) so if you push back i think that's becoming my catchphrase on this bloody podcast um (laughs) You're gonna have to change that, mate, because it's not really pushback. Because if you were fucking on the end of a pier, <laughs> it's the, it's how much I have to back up is the problem, mate. So, <laughs> see, for me, for me, it's it's only gay if you if you maintain eye contact. <laughs> if you're looking, if you're looking, if you're looking over your shoulders and somebody's bombing you, you're into that. 
Is it really gay if you send flowers the following day? <laughs> I had a mate, I had a mate who, um, he sent me, obviously it was like a meme text message, but he was like, uh, you know, is, is it gay? Is it gay that I've put kisses on the end of a message? He's like, oh, it depends on what you were saying. He's like, oh, picture of me cock. <laughs> I, I find homophobia just such a bizarre thing. I mean, you know, we were in the services and loads of people think that um, the military is a massively homophobic community. Right. I, I remember back in 99, um, you know, I was a mid-seniority lieutenant and I had to read the code of social conduct out to my division. So that's when it became legal to be gay in the service. Um, it was never an issue. Iron ironically, the exact same time I joined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I turned it into a joke at the time. I said, it's new. Right, so it's 1999. Incidentally, by the way, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, was just, I it was just weird. <laughs> just a I coincidence. Remember. I remember saying to my division, I said, look, it's 1999. It's now legal to be gay. Relax. You only got to worry when it's, you know, when it's 2019 and it's going to be compulsory for the Navy to be gay. That's where we've got the problem. <laughs> oh. um, it's just, just mental. Like, the whole, the whole thing of, like, homophobia is just so bizarre. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> like, like the vast majority of fellas will watch, will happily pull the middle out of themselves to two girls kissing, but the idea of two fellas just holding hands is just makes them want to vomit. It can't, it can't be the other way. It can't be. It just can't be. This brings me to the next subject. This links me to the next so subject because. Um, transphobia, because yeah, you know, I, I, there's a couple of um, ladies on the circuit that are trans, and and it just I I don't understand why people get so so worked up about trans, especially blokes getting upset about somebody being trans, and I'm I'm still trying to work out why they get so upset. I I personally don't see how an operation could completely change your entire life. So, I mean, for me, if you want to, if you want to do it, do it. It's completely fine. Whatever you want to do. Is it going to do anything? Personally, I fucking doubt it. You know, like I want to be a millionaire. Is putting more zeros in in my fucking overdraft going to do anything? No. You know, but. Again, it goes back to that point of if it's making them happy and their yeah, exterior, if it makes if it makes them happy, appearance makes them feel like the person they are. Well, what's yeah. the fucking problem? I mean, I'm, I'm, and, and like I said, I'm all for that. Personally, I don't think ultimately it will change anything because, and the way the weird thing is as well is that I I sound now like I'm anti-genderist. Or whatever, and yeah. um, but if you put my argument on the other boot, like uh so changing your gender will actually affect the outcome of your life, right? So therefore, you think that 
agenda actually makes your life better? I don't think it does. I, I you know. But that's where we can find the humor, isn't it? I mean, that's sort of like gender. Okay, so this isn't so much about the trans thing, but I, for example, pronouns. Pronouns amuses the fuck out of me. And, you know, most of them I don't have a problem with. You know, Americans are brilliant with this. When they end up turning around going, you know, the three big ones I have no issue with, whatever you want to identify as. If you want to be he, him, she, her, they, them, I do not have a problem. It's when they come out with, X E X S. What the fuck? It looks like you've fallen on your fucking keyboard. If <laughs> you want to identify, mate, I want to identify as a fucking sex god. I'm not allowed to. I want my pronouns to be sexy motherfucker, Jay Saunders. I'm not like, and nobody's going to accept it. You're not going to accept it. As, that as, is where the human as, as, un, as understanding as I am as well. I don't understand non-binary. Yeah. I don't get that. I have never been a one or a zero. So technically, is that am, am I non-binary? I don't get it. You can still play the humor card, isn't it? It's sort of like the intent is it's not I'm complaining about other people. It's talking about what we see, how we feel, without insulting the other person. But you know, but so you can take it to fucking extremes. Um, you know, people that identify as fucking ponies. What the fuck? I mean, if you want to do that, go ahead. But it's still, what the fuck are you doing? That, that makes no sense. There was a guy in America. He identified, he identified as an amputee. So he was trying to convince a doctor to take his fucking leg off. What the fuck? This is. I have, I have heard. I have heard of, and and shock horror. It was in America. Um, also, fuck you, America, because you're not listening to us. Well, they are. They are. Are they? Are they, are they now? Yeah, we are getting American listeners. It's our Where second largest audience now. Second largest? Yes. Right. Tune the fuck in. Cop the fuck on. Right. Have it. Have it. Right. Have a, have a bit of a debrief about what, what we're saying about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, some fella in America, he was, he was like a 70 year old fella. And he wanted to um, oh. assign himself as an eighteen-year-old girl. Yes. Yeah. How is that a thing? I, I have no idea how that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like no, I'm not joking about this, mate. This this actually happened, right? So I've got an assistant dog. Mm -hmm. I've got my assistant dog. It's quite dark and quite horrible. But there are some lunatics out there with what is called a, you know, an emotional support animal. Yeah. I mean, this all kicked off for me once where um, somebody was trying to tell me they had a PTSD assistant cat. And I just went, shut the fuck up. You can't train cats. It might give you some comfort, but you can't mm. train a cat to tell you when to take your medication, drag you home when you need it, wake you up during nightmares. It's an emotional support animal. I get that. I get that. But mate, when I was um, when I was in the states, I was finding out about this person that was refused on a flight because they weren't allowed to take their emotional support mm. peacock. Peacock, an emotional support peacock. I mean, I I now want. Uh, there was a joke about it once. What's his name? Uh, the guy that starred in um, Jurassic World and what have you. Yeah, you know, he did this. Jeff Goldblum. 
No, no, the uh, the latest ones. Uh, he also plays Star Lord uh, in Chris, Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris something. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Could be. But they did a meme of it that he had an emotional support for Lotoraptor, um, which was which was absolutely. You can find the funny in things. Um, oh, it's like. Uh, there's a lovely, lovely lady on our circuit, trans lady on our circuit. Um, and I love the way she introduces herself, and I'm going to make a mistake in it, because um, she gets up there very early. She turns around and says, so I am a trans woman. Uh, I am a trans woman in a non-monogamous relationship with blah, 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 blah. Mate, the gag I'm going to have to tell about her is when she you know, tells us at the beginning of her routine, um, what she identifies as makes it sound like the most bizarre form of ordering a coffee in fucking Starbucks. I have never heard so many things come out at the beginning of it that it does sound like some mocha recipe. It's absolutely wonderful. Mate, uh, and this is another thing that I was thinking of was as well, like how uh, gender and sexuality is becoming now the new coffee trend. Yeah. Like, how can you have 15 different ways to say that you want a fucking white coffee? <laughs> <laughs> That's me another one of your jokes about um, how you like the abbreviation LGBTQ+. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Shortening, shortening stuff. So short, shortening stuff from LGBTQA+. And um, whatever, yeah. it, it shortened it down to LGBTQ plus, which was great for me because you know shortening stuff down because I'm a fucking idiot is brilliant. However, LGBTQ plus does sound like a TV channel. Sounds like ah oh, shit, ah <laughs> uh, I missed I missed fucking Drag Race. Like ah oh, girl, just check it out on LGBTQ plus one. <laughs> um, the other one that I enjoy talking about is not so much not so much racism, but casual racism. But where well, I don't know if casual racism is the right phrase. It's uh, predominantly it is white folks that don't think they're being racist by saying what is inherently racist. Um, so an example of that. And I did step in because I'm a gobshite. I, I, a gobshite. Um, I over I witnessed somebody being interviewed for um, for a bar staff position, and the person interviewed him went, "Where'd you come from?" And he went, "Birmingham." And she went, "No, where'd you really come from?" Only because he was black. Fucking <laughs> okay, And she couldn't, couldn't work out why that was fucking racist. And uh, I, went, I went, "If it's a white." For Latvian, you would not be turning around going, where did you come from? Um, it, 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 it's just, I couldn't get it. It's sort of like, you, you, no, 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 it is racist. Do you know what, and do I you like, know what gets me as well? Like how um, how people from different white white origins think that like being from a different white origin is a race. Like, yeah. if you're If you're English, get it straight. You're white. Yeah. If you're European and you're white, guess what? White. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. 
I mean, I had, I had I had someone I had someone going on to me because I was um, I was giving out about English people about like how you know typically English people are English people, so yep. like rushing to queue up and all that sort of shit. Yep. Hey, you're you're be, you're being racist. Like how? I'm fucking number one. I'm white. Number two, <laughs> you're white. How am I being racist? Just call them English people. Is English a race? Is it? <laughs> it, it I wasn't. Just, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware of that. I wasn't aware that England was a race. It, it just amuses the crap out of me. Um, well, sorry, it doesn't. It doesn't amuse the crap out. It makes me fucking angry, and I just want to mm. take the piss. Um, you know, stupid things like um, things that annoy me. So I've got a couple of brilliant little um, corner shops just outside of the marina I live in. Mm -hmm. um, one's run by a Muslim Pakistani family. Uh, the other is run by a Hindu Indian family. And when somebody in my locale goes in and goes, oh, you fucking Pakis. And it's sort of like, and I have found myself going, actually, he's Hindu Indian. Shows how yeah. educated you are. Uh, pointing out their fucking ignorance it gives me a delight in it. It, it, I, I don't, what, where does it fucking come from? Where did the superiority mate, come from? Mate, I, I had... <laughs> it, it really hits... It hits a hammer. Hammer into, into the nail there. And anyone, anyone who's worked in the ambulance service in, in and around the greater Manchester area will cotton onto this story now. There was a guy called Bob. Right. In the, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know whether I'm allowed to say this. Ah, fuck it. Go on. Yeah, he was a, he was a, he was a guy called Bob in the um, in the ambulance service in north in you know northwest ambulance service, and he was of Anglo Indian descent. Right. Oh, I swear to God, he was the nicest fella that you'd ever meet. And pretty much every single job that you get. And he sounded like Foghorn Leghorn as well. <laughs> and every single job you'd get, he'd point at the screen and just go, it's a bloody pocket, this is a bloody pocket, I can tell you, it's a bloody pocket. <laughs> and he'd sit there, he'd sit there for the whole entire drive to the job with his arms crossed, it's a fucking bloody pocket, I can tell you. <laughs> I mean, but, like you. But I swear to, I swear to God, every fella who called him a packy got it in, yeah. in droves because it is so offensive to an Indian fella to be called a packy. And it's it, this is the, the joy. This is the, the key point, isn't it? Again, we go back into intent. Mm. So, for example, um, I would never use the term packy in one of my sets unless I was quoting some idiot saying it. Yeah. I'm not going to use the N-word. Um, Dave Chappelle can use it as much as he wants. But if I want to joke about the same subject, I'm going to customise my language to the way I am comfortable speaking and making the point I want to make. Yeah, yeah you're in, You say it through your own bloody voice, don't you? Yeah, thoroughly. Well, if you can get away with it, it's entirely up to you if you... I one that sticks in my head, one that sticks in my head, it was when I was at university. Um, 
And during the summer holidays, I went into railing. I burn to a crisp. I really do. I, you know, I, I don't sunbathe well. I turn into a boiled lobster within 30 seconds. When I got back to university, ran into one of my mates in the labs, um, really cracking lad, black guy, his family, extended family lived out in the United States. Um, he saw me and he went, bloody LJ, one hell of a tan on you. I went, oh, thanks, dear, come down. I'd look, I was looking okay, looking quite tanned, bronzed and what have you. And I went, oh, cheers, mate. And I turned around to him and I wanted to give him a similar compliment. And I went, what do you say to a black guy? And he just could see that look on my face. He went, you know, I was in California. I really enjoyed it, mate. I just kept on looking at myself and I was getting blacker by the minute. <laughs> Completely disarmed me. A beautiful moment. Um, it was also the guy we went to, um, we went to a pub one night and uh, I went, uh, you know, bizarre question to be having, but you do that when you're a student. I turned and went, are, are there any advantages to being black? And he went, oh, there's one. And I went, what's that? And he turned round to some random bloke in the pub. And I went, Dave, Dave, how are you doing? Dave, it's me, it's me. I go, sorry, mate, I don't know you. Went, you sure? I could have sworn. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. You white guys will look all the same to me. Power <laughs> moment. Absolute power fucking moment. It just made me... Everybody, by retelling that story, is I'm not being racist in any way. No, there no, are no. ways and means you can play with race, even as a alleged heterosexual white male. I am... Um, I... I... I is that funny? When I was in the army, I had a load of, um, I, had, I had a couple of friends from like Africa and, and Jamaica and stuff like that, you know, when I was in. And yep. um, <laughs> one fella, I had, I had a, a such a solid bound with, he, he was absolutely belting. He, he was a driver and I was a mechanic. And obviously, because I was Irish, like every single job that I got given was, wasn't because I was a mechanic, it was because I was Irish. Yep. And every single job that he got given, it wasn't because he was a driver, it was because he was black. <laughs> and it was just constantly like, um, we had this thing in the bar where we'd come up to us and he'd go, hey, Percy, you know, you know what's happened today? I was like, oh, mate, go on, tell me what's fucking happened today. I got given a job, and do you know what the job was? Fucking tell me what the job was. I had to drive some cunt from fucking A to B. And I was like, oh, mate, why did they fucking pick you to do that? Do you know why they picked me to do Tell me why they picked you to do that. Because I'm fucking black. They picked me to drive them from A to B because I'm fucking black. And I was like, oh, mate, do you know what they had me, had me doing today? Oh, tell me what they had you doing today. I had to uh, change a fucking brake shoe on, you know, I had, to, I had to pick off a shitty old brake shoe and I had to put a brand new one on. Why did they do it? It's because I'm fucking Irish. Honestly, it's because I'm fucking Irish. And, and we're in the bar. We're in the bar, the pair of us, just in the corner. Everyone else is having the gas. And, and there's me and him just going in. It's because I'm fucking black. It's because I'm fucking out. It's because I'm fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people coming up to him and going, oh, uh, 
Oh, uh, mate, you can't be doing it. You can't be doing it! Why? Because we're fucking black and Irish. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be played with. It's got to be played with. Yeah. Um, how about another topic, then? Um, a really miserable one. What about abuse? And I don't care what form it's in. Mate, uh, it, it, the, the, the abuse thing, um, especially in the, in the sexual sense. Yeah, why not? It seems to be it seems to be only funny if it involves uh, a young boy and a cat and a Catholic priest. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of that, it's not funny. <laughs> but to me, all, all all forms of abuse. I I've been brought up in a, in a horrible household, and I've and I've heard horrible stories. And kids are fucking stupid, so slap the shit out of them. <laughs> but that, isn't that the point it's sort of like look at the look at the offender you can make fun of the offender you know, why are they so so fucking weak it's like with a big gold chain a shiny suit and and shit hair like jimmy savile wasn't sexy no I mean, he was Jimmy, a Jimmy, Jimmy Savile wasn't sexy, so how, how the fuck did he, how did he shag so many kids? Which, it, 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 again, reiterates my point. Kids are fucking stupid. <laughs> and I, and I, I remember, I, remember I, said, I said to someone, um, I said to someone, right, not relating about abuse, I just said, oh, kids are fucking stupid. And they went, no, they're not. And I went, well, they go to school to learn two plus two. <laughs> and they went, yeah. And I went, right, grand. So anyone who doesn't know two plus two is fucking stupid then, aren't they? And they went, oh, my yeah. I went, grand. So kids are fucking stupid then, aren't they? <laughs> it's, it's like that brilliant bit by uh, the late and great Sean Locke. Yeah. He went, cheese string. Cheese string. It's not cheese. It's not fucking string. What it's got is shiny packaging because kids are fucking stupid. If it's shiny, I want it. It's you can still take the piss. I'd love someone to have the bollocks to try this out on me. However, I've took a kid into like a random fucking holistic shop where there's candles and stones and stuff. And everything they fucking saw, they wanted to buy. Yeah. Would they do that in a sex shop? <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> that like, is bad. You take, <laughs> no, because you, you, you take them into the fucking Disney shop and it's like, oh, I want that toy, I want that toy. You take them into M&S. Oh, all of a sudden, I want fucking sushi. Right, <laughs> great, lovely. You take them into fucking a jewelry shop. Oh, I, I want that. I want this. Oh. Take them into a fucking sweet shop. Oh, I love that candy cane. Grand, lovely. Take them into a sex shop. I bet they don't fucking say that they want a fist. Mate, I can just see it now. I mean, what would a kid do if they saw the dildo collection in the lower floor of Ann Summers? Because it's sparkly and colourful. Uh, I was just about to say, if it was fucking sparkly and colourful and fucking had a unicorn on it, they fucking have it. <laughs> That's bad. That is right. so bad. Hey, I fucking love you it. Better, 
you little shit. You better fucking use it properly. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why, but it suddenly reminded me. Right, it's completely unrelated, but I don't know why it suddenly reminded me of an amazing bloke I met. Um, I did the is it, uh, multi is it unrelated? The multi <laughs> <laughs> it is massively unrelated. Um, <clears throat> I did the multi-activity all, fe- all the fellas that know you now are shit themselves. <laughs> I did the multi-activity course um, up at Battleback in Lillichall. And it's it's a recovery course trying to help you find, um, I'm not going to call them diversions, but finding activities that can give you some peace and stability and what have you. And you try everything out. And uh, one of the staff there was the guy... He was the reason the wheelchair uh, London Marathon started. He was a rebel. Um, he list, he put in for it, went and did the did the marathon in his wheelchair. He wasn't you know, there was never a proper wheelchair marathon. He just did it. He also became one of the UK's biggest um, uh, wheel, wheelchair basketball coaches. Fucking amazing bloke. He lost his leg. Uh, to a very aggressive form of cancer. So he lost it just below the hip. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was giving us a chat one evening about wheelchair basketball and its history. We all came in, young lass in the front row, he just looks at her and went, excuse me, don't cross your legs. And she's just really embarrassed and uncrossed his legs, went, stop it. It's just showing off, you bitch. Because he only had the <laughs> one fucking leg. And I'm there going, there you go. That's where you get the humour. That's how you disarm somebody. Oh, man. Where you fucking use it properly. I had um, I had a friend who lost his leg um, just above the knee in Intellect 1. He went, you know, and obviously when after we went to see him, he was like, oh, well, technically I'm only half legless all the time. It was just like shit. How can you, how can you be upset around someone who's saying they're half legless when they only have half a leg? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't take credit for it, but I still love it. Still love it. Um, so I'll ask the question: How many legs have you got? Two and a half. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got two legs. You've got more legs than the average person. Mm. And that is an absolute true statistic. Yeah. If you've got two legs, you've got more legs than the average person. Uh, it's like, uh, how many friends have you got? Half of them are cunts. <laughs> yes. All that sort of shit, isn't it? What we'll do is we'll pause for one second and we'll show you how you can end up joining Project Comedy. And be like us. Are you a veteran, or even still serving, and think you'd like to give stand-up comedy a go? Then why not join us in Project Comedy? Visit the Project Recce website, that's projectrecce.org, then click on how it works. You'll find a register here button in the Project Comedy section. Fill that in, and the HQ staff will soon get you connected with the Project Comedy community and its weird and wonderful ambassadors. You'll be invited to our green rooms, where if you want it, we can train you in the basics. If not, you can just come along and have a laugh with us and see what we're up to and what it gives us. 
one we seem we can't seem to escape from in the news at the moment, mate, is the cost of living crisis. Um, with everything going up in price, things like food, electricity, and what have you. Where can you find the humour in that? Where can we be funny about the cost of living crisis? The fact that I'm still paying for Ethiopian water. You're paying for Ethiopian water? Fucking hell, mate, that's a long way to order a bottle. Apparently, I've been doing it for fucking 35, fucking 30 odd (laughs) years. That cunt cunt owes me a, a pint. (laughs) <laughs> one that got me one that got me is, um, at this precise moment I am like many veterans um, I, you know, things have caught up with me and I am absolutely broke I mean I am beyond broke and uh, for the last couple of months uh, I've been using food banks and food banks are fucking funny when you look at it when you look at I, I, I hate the fact that they exist. I hate the fact that me, you know, I you know, I was a Royal Naval officer. I commanded men and I'm now finding myself going to somebody and asking for them to give me food. That's really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. But I've I can find the fun in it because obviously all these foods come in from donations. And we're not necessarily talking about big supermarkets and things like that, giving loads of stuff. It's individual. No, it's just, just regular people throwing in whatever they can. Mate, I didn't realise when you actually pick up one of these bags and you, you know, it's like a, it's like a surprise bag, and you take it home and you're just going right. What can I make with whatever's in this? Um, and I was stunned that when I ended up opening, a t- in there was a tin of Waitrose Essentials. Artichoke hearts. Now, <laughs> that is fucking funny. I mean, why? I am stuck. A tin of baked beans will do me. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And why is it Waitrose Essentials artichoke hearts? What the fuck is going on? Hey, mate, not being funny. Artichoke hearts are gorgeous. I, know, I get that. And I actually had. I had um, I had a pot of um, hollandaise sauce because I used to be an officer, so I was able to turn them into something quite nice. But it's just the who 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 is walking round Waitrose going, you know what? I need to give a donation to the local food bank, and this is what I'm going to give. Do you know what? What will they really need? What they really need in their next donation is they need a little yeah. bit of caviar. How how. How Tory is it to just go in there? Do you know what the poor people need? Artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> How could they ever live without artichokes? <laughs> and here's another one for you, mate. I didn't realise this. So my first ever food bank uh, collection, again, mystery bags. I bring it home and there was a solitary toilet roll in there. And I'm just there going, oh, shit. Oh shit! Well, you went because you were cool. (laughs) But it's sort of like when you actually go, hang on, that is the situation I'm in. I can't afford to buy fucking bog roll at the moment. Jesus! But it's some of the surprise things you find in there. I, I, I've, I've heard so many like horror stories, and it's just like, mate, buy food that can go in lots of different ways yeah buy them a tin of mixed beans 
buy them a tin of uh, tomatoes or passata or vegetable stock or whatever. Yeah. Give them shit that can, like, a bag of rice. Oh, mate, it's it's amazing <laughs> when you want to do things. It's sort of like, um, oh, God. I got in one of them, um, I got uh, three bags of microwave rice. Mm. Yeah. I live on a yacht without a microwave. It, it's fucking handy stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and But you have to be creative with your food. And I get it's, it's for everyone, but equally, yeah. equally one, one bag of microwave rice is the same as probably... A massive fucking bag of fucking rice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know it's sort of like um, the thought that counts. Yeah, the yeah. The thought that counts. Um, but I do go, what the fuck are you thinking? What the fuck are you thinking? I mean, uh, classics, classics, just as you said. I mean, I got um, I got tins of, uh, tins of spaghetti. And I'm there going, brilliant. So I, I get to have a tin of spaghetti. What am I going to use that in? That's that is spaghetti on toast. Baked beans are brilliant. Baked beans are brilliant. They'll go in fucking yeah, yeah. anything. They'll go in anything. But you know, do you remember the best thing to do with baked beans? Blend Jimmy. them up and use that as your curry base. Oh, you see, you see, you see. One one tin one tin of beans. Throw in all of your spices. Blend it up. That's your curry base. Boom, done. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't just project comedy. It is recipes with Gabe. Yeah. Um, and, every, and every recipe includes potatoes. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Mate, um, this will amuse you because it's just in sight. <laughs> it's just in sight. Um, can, can include there it. we go. It is the biggest box of instant right. mashed potato you can ever possibly imagine. Um, I'm still trying to work out what the fuck I'm going to do with that. <laughs> it's because it's it's one portion. This is one point. It's not multiple portions. It's just a single portion. That so, is an an Irish portion. <laughs> I I will have that. That's not a problem. <laughs> I, you, oh, give, you, give, you give me that box. And I'll delete it. It's not a problem. I'll um, smash that. I'll smash that box to oblivion. Another one I saw. Another one I saw. Um, and again, I can't claim credit for it, but it just gets the brain racing. Um, there was a compare and contrast about electricity prices in the UK and France, and because we've got you know privatised electricity and blah 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 blah, um, and they you know they're talking about how much. Our electricity bills have gone up over the last five years, whereas the French, because it's nationalised, it's only gone up. I think it was about by about seven percent in the last five years. And then the joke that comes at the end of it is, um, yes, uh, the French lady turns around and goes, yes, yeah, because EDF is nationalised. Um, this is we've been able to hold on a second. My energy provider is EDF. But, oh yeah, I know, because the great British public have just given us several billion pounds into our electricity that is nationalised, and it suddenly makes you go, "Hang on a second, right? Let's turn this, 
this energy crisis onto its head to where it needs to be. I understand there's problems with the Ukraine and getting gas through and what have you. The problem is our energy is being provided by private companies wanting to make as much money as they can. That's where uh, the humour is. I, th I, th I think I think this this delves into the whole Brexit side of life. Yep. Like ba basically, if you if you voted for Brexit, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Let's see how many or, more we can alienate. Like. No, 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 no. Hang on, I've got, I've got a way out. Or, <laughs> or you're a racist. It was literally that. <laughs> right, you, you literally, you literally sold, sold your soul to say that we would, we are, we, we'll have control over our seas. Grand. Nobody wants to buy the fish in our seas. Yeah. You also said like, oh yeah, we'll we'll have like every you know we'll we'll sell everything. Grand, the biggest market you've just left yeah. doesn't want fucking anything to do with you anymore. Oh, it's this it's to stop the free mood free move of people. It hasn't stopped the, the movement of people at all. Anyone who can claim asylum here can still fucking claim asylum here. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Uh, it, it it infuriates me as well because my it, made me, it made me laugh. It made me laugh at the beginning of the holidays, the, the school holidays. Um, because I think I told you this gag. It, it was the, the, that moment. The, uh, is it the, is it the Calais border thing? Yeah, in Kent and what have you. How oh, dare the French insist on using the rules? we said that we wanted. How dare the French listen to what we say and actually enact it? The thing is, though, is like, oh, yeah, nice one. You've just, like, pulled your thing out of the party that we're in. Grand. I tell you what we'll do. We'll really help you. We'll re we will go out of our way to help you be a dickhead. <laughs> we will, we're gonna we're gonna really do that honestly honestly how how did anyone not think that this was gonna happen i just love I, i'll tell you what it links me back in it links me back into that unaware racism the casual racism the, thing the, it's sort the, of like the funny the funniest thing as well is if you turn if you turn it around and you did it the other way everyone would be going like that Oh mate, I'd be tell I'd be telling Europe, I'd be telling Europe it's not on. It's not on. And you're not having our people. You're not having them. You're not having them. And you know what? We're not gonna have a we're not gonna have a, a backlog of people at our border. We're gonna have a backlog of people at your border. Because we're gonna let them through. We're gonna let them through. It's gonna be great. It's not gonna be a problem. We'll pass them through. Oh, it's and and you know what? Hey, we're not going to let anyone in. It's it's like it's like the equivalent. Of the one I was thinking of writing about it's it's sort of like um, going to Euro Disney, but you refuse to pay for the all access pass, but you want to jump every fucking queue. No, 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 no. <laughs> you've been playing for the all access pass for the last twenty five years. Yeah, you've got used. No, you're at the back of the queue now. What? Well, why is he going before me? Because he's German. No, because he's paid for his fucking all-access pass. 
the 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 funniest thing that I've, I've ever thought about it all as well is like England and the UK being on the outer corner of the largest market in the world. Yeah. Effectively, the UK were a little outside of Sainsbury's. <laughs> and then now we're going everyone's going in just going like ah, why aren't we listening to us because they don't give a flying fuck <laughs> why would the, the entire why would the entirety of Europe <clears throat> give a flying fuck about what you say yeah, yeah. you're a I tiny you, you, you've effectively become a massive... Um, like you've, you've gone from being a shark <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, a, in a relatively medium-sized pond to being a sardine in an ocean. <laughs> it's, that links me in nicely to one of the other topics I've put down here, is um, trust in politicians. Oh, um, because it, it, it depresses the fuck out of me, but you know what? At the same time, it makes me laugh my fucking tits off. Honestly, right, I have this discussion with me with my mother quite a lot, and I honestly think, I honestly think that the main goal in her life at the minute is to just wind me the fuck up. Because <laughs> she says the most stupid shit. <laughs> like she said, uh. Thatcher, she did well for the soldiers. What? By sending them to fucking war. <laughs> Cheers, pal. Yeah. And then, and nice then one. By, by causing lots of post-traumatic stress disorder and lots of like physical issues and you know issues at the home and everything like oh yeah, Thatcher did a lot. Thatcher did a lot for the soldiers. Oh, and uh, what did she do for the benefit? Oh, yeah, she cut them. Oh, she cut them. Oh, she really looked after the soldiers. Oh, what, them ones that were injured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honest, honestly, I, I... It doesn't matter which, which part you look at or what type of history. I mean, here's, here, here's, a, here's a truism that needs to be turned into a joke. You know, we had more ships sunk during the Falklands campaign than we have ships in the Royal Navy at this precise moment. That is what every colour of politician has actually done for the services. Yet there are more ships at the bottom of the South Atlantic than we have in the modern Royal Navy. Thank you very much, every colour and creed of politician. Do you know, do you know, do you know the other thing that really gets me is like, you know, when they turn, like Boris Johnson was always constant constantly going on saying like we've got more people in employment now yeah nice one yep. we've got fucking two hundred thousand more fucking people in the fucking country yeah do you not uh, think there's going to be more people in fucking employment with more uh, people in the country and how many of those people are living on minimum wage you know the 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 old joke the, oh. well it's not even a joke but i've actually seen people joking about it i mean um the average person on the average wage cannot afford to buy the average price house in the UK. It is financially impossible. No, no, no one can no one can afford 
to buy an average price house in the UK. And the annoying thing is as well, is that the vast majority of people who have actually got money are getting pushed out because it's, you know, they're saying like, oh, we're actually looking for investors. And the annoying thing as well is that you go to the bank and you say, oh, yeah, nice one. I want to buy a house. And they go, yeah, you rent, uh, you rent 800 quid a month. If we give you a mortgage, it's going to be 600 quid a month. But we won't give it to you because you're too much of a risk. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, giving, giving people 200 quid a month, 50 quid a week. That's going to make them a risk. Giving people 50 quid a week is going to make them a risk. Are you fucking stupid? Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is... Irritates, uh, this irritates is, the uh, dick off me, mate. Honestly, it really irritates the shit out of me. Honestly. I think this is one of the reasons that I do kind of <clears throat> enjoy, in inverted commas, uh, politics. Because I can look at every single political party and go, you're all assholes. Yeah. Not a single one of you is any good. I mean, you've got these, this is beautiful. In, thank Christ we're not Americans. Thank Christ we're not Americans. Then you've got the swing of the two parties. But you can go through every single party in the UK and go, knobheads. Because um, you, you've got a Labour Party run by a multimillionaire um, barrister. Well done. That's really socialist, and your model actually fucks business off. You've got a conservative party that's only interested in capitalism, which means you're not you know, your workers can't afford to eat and actually travel to work. You've got the Liberal Democrats that could, you know, well, let's be honest about it. You know, the Gary Glitter fan club has more members than the parliamentary par par party of the Liberal Democrats. You've got the fucking SNP who are more backfit crazy than anything else. You've got Ply Cumbry. You've got the Green Party. They're all fucking assholes. It, that's the only reason I can enjoy politics is pointing out how much each party is fucking assholes. Joe, you know, honestly, I, I'd love a fella to go up there and just go, hey, we're going to raise taxes. Everyone's going to feel the shit for a little while. But... We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're gonna... I'd, I'd love him to just be honest. honest. Honesty in politics, you absolute radical young man. That is a comedy routine in itself. Isn't it? it's... Can <laughs> you imagine honesty in politics? Just like that. Oh, <laughs> I'm only here because I suck the dick of my boss. Hey! <laughs> I could be an amazing comedy character, the honest politician. You're actually telling the fucking truth. Incidentally, it's... that was a, that was a bit of a dig in Boris. <laughs> not saying he sucked a dick. I'm not saying he sucked a dick to get there. However, I'm saying that a lot of people who are there sucked his dick. <laughs> Go on, another subject. Another subject. Um, right, international tensions. International tensions. Let's say we've had uh, all the horrors in the Gaza Strip. We've got war in the Ukraine. We've got Russia doing its thing, trying to ally itself with Africa. Uh, we've got the visit to Taiwan and China launching missiles. Hey, it's a great time, isn't it, mate? How we how we are right now, right? And and I'm I'm fairly sure there's a lot of veterans out there 
Why aren't we doing anything about the Ukraine? Um, I could give you the complicated answer, which is really boring, uh, because we can't afford to invoke the article from NATO. Um, if we did anything other than supply weapons, suddenly we are at war with Russia. Right. So we invaded Iraq and we, yep. we did all that in 2003 with, with America and all that. Yep. Why? Because, again, the boring answer, because we didn't have to invoke Article 5 and we're not going up against a, um, a state being supported by one of the... Uh, one right. of the so, so we, 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 invaded, we invaded Iraq on the idea yep. that they had, they had weapons of mass destruction yep. and all that sort of shit. Why aren't we doing that now with Ukraine and Russia and North Korea? And this goes back to what is the what is the point? What is the point anymore of things like NATO, et cetera, et cetera? NATO membership is effectively stopping us dealing with China. NATO membership is stopping us dealing with North Korea. NATO membership is stopping us dealing with Russia and the Ukraine because um, it would really bring in the NATO coalition into war with one of those states. I mean, I don't I don't want us to be a fucking you know Team America World Police kind of thing, yep. you know. Albeit, like, that's an amazing film. America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, all that sort of shit. Amazing film. I don't actually want it to be a thing. But yep. there are people around the world getting massacred. I, and here and we, is the... We did it with, with... We did it in Bosnia. We did it on the Ivory Coast. And they're not part of... You know, all, the, all these things that we got involved in, it, I, it, just, it just seems like we're hand-picking all the shit that we can get involved in. It, it seems like there's a big bully out there, and it's just like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't want to actually kick off with the cock of the school. Do you know what? This is, making me me ass. Of, this is making me think of... Right, this is absolute comedy gold. It's, it's actually really good for comedy. Um, as an example, I mean, NATO membership. NATO membership is the thing that's stopping us from doing these sort of things. Effectively, our NATO membership is like... It's like being in a club that's got no function. Effectively, what we've done with NATO membership is we've taken out insurance policy to prevent us being anally probed by aliens. We're paying loads of money into something that's never going to fucking happen. Okay. But at the same time, soon as somebody sees that membership, it turns off loads of loads of other opportunities. We can't do X, Y, and Z because we are in that particular club. It's like turning up to a job interview and saying, "I'm in the Church of Scientology and I want to put my own posters up." You're not getting the fucking job. Because that's where it is. There are there is comedy to be written out of something as dark and as sinister as in, uh, as what's going on. For, for me, it seems it seems like someone's just got you know he's he's turned he's turned up on his his little push bike and he's gone right. I'm going to count to thirteen, <laughs> and it's like a few people have cottoned into the idea that he's counting down. And then a lot, a lot of the other people have gone like, "Oh shit, you can't down to 13. Like, uh, <laughs> why, why, why 13? Uh, 
and they're arguing over the shit and the idea is counting down from 38. And he's still counting down and the only, you know, there's still people actually dealing with the shit that he's counting down from 38. Yeah. Well, I think just, it, it just—it just seems like we're, sit, we're sitting on the on the sidelines, just going like that. Hey, keep punching, pal. Keep punching. <laughs> and and at this precise oh, moment, oh, you, oh, you took a big hit there. Oh, oh. And it's, it's like current a movie, in it. And his current countdown, I think, is at three and three quarters, because that's the way he's counting yeah. down to the decision moment. And, I know, but, but here's what—it it, it just—it just seems—it just seems like. The entire world are just gambling on the lives of the Ukrainians, just going like that. Ah, he's not going to do it. <laughs> Here's one for you. <laughs> all, all, of, all, of us, all of us are just going like, ah, nah, I reckon we'll, we'll push him out. And, he, and, and he's there going like that. Three. <laughs> Throwing in a couple of more missiles. Couple more people die, like three, two and a half. <laughs> the rest of it is just going like that. Here's another way to twist the humor out of it is okay, we've got, uh, let's take the two examples, you know, two big examples recently. Uh, so we've got the war in Ukraine and we've had um, Israel Gaza Strip. Right. Um, hang on a second. Russia, superpower, how many? how many men women uh, arms and what have you um israel one of the most technologically advanced militaries in the world how long's the gaza situation been going on for everybody thought that the ukraine would be invaded in about it, it was all going to be over in a week these people are some serious motherfuckers if they can over they're toppling superpowers they're toppling one of the most advanced militaries in the world and they seem to be armed with strong language and a fucking stick. This is, this is, there, there's some humor to be played out of how tough these grannies are actually holding at bay oh, all of the technological advance. Mate, honestly, I was, I was on the brink about whether to just fuck off and go over there and start fighting, to be honest yeah. with you, because I think it's the right thing to do. Obviously, not political comedy you know yeah. uh, <laughs> we're, we're not endorsing anyone to do that <laughs> <laughs> but dead comedy does not endorse mercenary actions or becoming a soldier of fortune however if you do do that <laughs> would you be interviewed yeah. on the next podcast I, honestly it, it, do you know do you know the biggest thing that irritates the dick off me all these people who are flying Ukraine Ukraine flags here. Yep. Yeah. Here. You're flying a Ukrainian flag here. What the actual fuck is that doing? Congratulations. What have you achieved? It, it, that, yeah. You know what? It's the equivalent of being an LGBTQ ally. I'm an ally to all these people. Well, yeah. fucking done. What are you actually fucking doing? What are yeah. you actually doing to help? Uh, I, I honestly, I honestly want. I want every single person who's holding a fucking a flag, go out there, go out yep. there and do some shit. Yeah. If yep. you're Rather. not gonna, if you if you're not actually gonna do it, take your fucking flag down. And there is the comedy again, isn't it? It's this 
you know, oh well well done you you've bought awesome. you've bought a yeah. lovely piece of awesome. fabric you spent, two, you spent two quid to show you you spent two quid to show your allegiance and if you're not going to do anything about it fucking don't do it effectively on. what you've done is you buy a bit of fabric that's come from china and yeah. you suddenly feel virtuous well done you, you've really helped yeah. all the people that are being held in Kiev. Well done. You, you, you show the five people around you how you're supporting the, you know, the fight there by actually probably paying them, paying the people who, who, you, who you're trying to support. Do you, know, do you know what, mate? You could actually make that into such a beautiful setup with that becoming the punchline of, so like, I can't stand all these people that are just overly virtuous you know the type of people mm. i mean <clears throat> yeah oh no 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 i'm not wearing that because you know, there's a chance it could endanger polar bears i'm yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not buying this brand. but i hemp. do wear a little badge of I, only, I only wear hemp yeah and then suddenly but the worst of the lot are these fuckers flying ukrainian flags what the fuck are you actually achieving honestly, honestly they really are you know the worst thing as well i saw i saw someone who had three ukrainian flags on the car yeah. Three of them. Three. Three three Ukrainian flags on the car. So only three people in your fucking house are supporting it. <laughs> uh, is it it's like, right, I'm going to draw a stupid comparison because it's there for the humour. It's like all of these guys that suddenly decided after years of going it's a pile of shit are starting to claim some degree of credit for the lionesses winning the Euro female Euros. Don't even get me started on it. Honestly, honestly, like I've 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 always been a big advocate for like you know females doing a sport and doing their own sport and stuff. And the the annoying thing now, the annoying thing is that we're gonna have to address the transgender stuff. Um, do you know what? I was kind of impressed by that, and it's one I'm gonna put into one of my sets. Because have you seen what uh, the triathlon community have done? They've no. uh, they created an open category. So you can enter as male, female, or open. And I think that's the so, way forward. Yeah. Um, we've had this Wade versus Roe thing in America. Yeah. Wade versus Roe. Um, so taking it out of the constitution, uh, constitutional right, the right to abortion. And um, it was a question I was asked. I'm going to turn it into comedy for myself. And they went, well, so what's your opinion on the right to abortion? And I went, I'm a bloke, I shouldn't have one. It's not my sure. fucking body you would ever have to have it. That, and Perfect. so, you know, it's, I don't have enough, you know, I'm not entitled to make a decision like that because mm -hmm. I am a bloke, I would never have to carry it. So unless I'm informed enough, I can't make, I can't do anything with it. But there is the comedy in it. It is sort of like, actually, that is a perfectly valid view of mine I've got that actually throws it into a new light of expecting me to go, am I pro-life, am I pro-choice, blah, 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 blah. You can throw it around and still have humour with it. Personally, I think that you should say if anyone voted Boris Johnson in, <laughs> they, they should then be aborted. <laughs> it, before I could do the exit link, it reminds me because my accent gets told off for it all the time. Um, a joke, a joke by the late, and uh, I thought he was wonderful, Jethro. Um, he had his uh, little comedy character, Denzel Penberthy. Um, 
And apparently Denzel's mum went up to the doctor and said, I want to have an abortion. And the doctor turned around and said, well, seeing as he starts school next week, I think it's a bit late. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to wrap up then, mate, it, it, is there anything we can't joke about and can we turn the terrible into funny? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think the only way of getting through life these days is to is to actually turn the terrible into funny. Yeah, you know, people have got jokes about kids being killed and now abortions, all that sort of stuff. There's so much horrible shit going on in the world. I'm the darkest person in our group. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and I honestly think that. Without the dark, you can't see the light. Totally agreed. So, and if I, so, I honestly believe... so as, as dark as everything gets, as shitty as everything is, surely it only highlights the good stuff. I mean, if I, in my I know, own way, I know, I know, I know it might be like fucking cat, you know, character shattering for all the cunts around there who think that I'm fucking. Horrible and, <laughs> and all that, but yeah, you know, I'm actually a decent guy, and you know, as dark and horrible as the world gets, surely there's more out there that can only get brighter. I mean, if I turn it into my own words that I came out with at the beginning, and then I'll turn them into almost Jay Sodagar theory, um, as well, long as you're Jay Sodegar currently performing his one-man show up in Edinburgh. It must be said, do look him up on the Edinburgh Fringe Guide. Um, I hear he's having a great time up there. Um, oh. <laughs> you'll love the fact I've done that. Um, but it's uh, it's the fact of, you know, I always say it's all about intent. It's all about what are you actually saying? What do you want to come out of it? And as long as you're not trying to create harm, it's fine. But it was just as we were discussing that then, it suddenly took me back to the three key words that Jay Sollegate gave us on the beginner's course. Comedy is about those three things. It's about connection, performance, and material. True. And it's know your audience. There are jokes you can tell in different environments. But as stand-up comics, think about your joke and think of, can you connect it to your audience? If you can't find humour that connects with your audience, there's your rule. That's something you are not going to say. You've got to find a way of connecting with your audience that they find funny. The subject matter doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whatsoever, as long as you're doing it with the right intent and you're connecting with them so they find the funny. I think that is the key. There is no subject that, that is off the table that you cannot joke about. Does that make sense? Unless it's like megaly, highly racist or homophobic or whatever. <laughs> Um, but hopefully you've got some idea of how we can turn, you know, the frightful into funny, how we can actually just talk about any particular subject. Uh, Gabe, as always, mate, probably our most miserable episode we've ever done because we've been talking about some dark shit. Oh, but, um, I'm going to challenge that in the future. <laughs> well, once again, mate, it's been an absolute delight <laughs> to speak to you. Um, as always, we'll finish off with the various links on how you can follow us on social media, join Project Comedy on Facebook, etc., etc. So, until next time. 
If you want to see what we're actually like on stage, please have a look at our YouTube channel. Search for Project Comedy, Veterans Doing Stand-Up, and look for our black and white logo that's exactly the same as the one we use for this podcast. You can also now follow us on Twitter. We can be found at Proj Comedy. That's at P-R-O-J Comedy. And me, Jay Saunders, I can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you look for Comic Jay Saunders. That's all one word with the letter J in the middle. Comic Jay Saunders. Thanks again to everyone that's taken part in this episode. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Project Comedy Podcast. Please support our veterans as they continue their comedy journeys. To find out more, including gigs our veterans are doing, please search for the Project Comedy group on Facebook, where you'll also find links to Project Recce, the veterans charity that makes Project Comedy possible.